Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today we've got a story of a wicked stepmother trying to steal a house in a divorce. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, you're too old to see Santa. Alrighty, a little bit of background info. 1. I'm 20. 2. I'm Jewish. And 3. I work in a toy store at my local mall. So the get a photo with Santa thing is right in front of the toy store at the mall I work at, which makes sense. Kids can look around while their parents wait in line. Parents can look for present ideas while their kids wait in line. They can all come in together after getting their photos taken, etc. This happened today at around 11am. I'd have been working at the toy store and my boss lets me know I can go on my break. So I do. I had about 30 minutes to kill and I wasn't particularly hungry, but when I walked by the Santa exhibit, I saw that there was almost no lineup because it was a weekday in the middle of the day. Most kids are at school and most parents are working, so since I'm an adult and don't celebrate Christmas, I thought a picture of me on Santa's lap would be a funny gift to give my family on Hanukkah when I'm home. So I get in line. There's one family who currently has their kids seeing Santa, one kid in front of me, and not long after our entitled mother, entitled father, and their kids. They were all very lovely at first. We made a bit of small talk while we waited. I asked their kids how excited they were to see Santa, etc. The family in front of me goes, and in hindsight, I think the gears were starting to turn in the mother's head that I wasn't just an older sibling and was actually there for myself. The family in front of me leaves. I get to tell the patron saint of women of the night, no seriously look it up, what I want for the holiday I don't celebrate, and I get my pictures. I go back to work and clock back in, because even without the lineup, just waiting for two families and getting the pictures printed and paid for took most of my lunch break. And a few minutes later, the family from before comes in. The kid goes off to look at toys, I give them a friendly little hi again, and I'm met with a very cold hearted hello from the mother. Our store wasn't very busy either, given the day of the week and the time of day. So while they browsed, I was showing my coworker and boss the pictures that I got for craps and giggles. And the mom stomps over like I just pooed in her figgy pudding. She says, I'm sorry, I just think it's very rude and immature to keep my kids waiting longer just for a joke. I said there was no wait, at least not to see Santa. She says you're too old to believe in this crap. Keep in mind, her kids were the only kids in the store and she was yelling. I said, I've never believed in it. I don't celebrate Christmas. A little quieter because I'm actually capable of being courteous. The entitled father says, well, that's a whole other reason why you shouldn't have been there. You're ruining it for everyone else. I say, well, it doesn't really matter. Santa says I'm on the nice list and his word is law. I was obviously screwing with them the whole time. It's a weird coping mechanism where I try to escape conflict by being funny. The entitled mother says, well, God says you're going to burn in heck, F slur. I say I'm Jewish. We don't have a heck. This isn't entirely true, I don't think. I'm not particularly religious, but I know some sects of Judaism say that we don't have one. Others believe that it's more of a temporary thing where you spend time atoning and then get to go to heaven. I was just using the best comeback I could think of. My boss says, all right, I'm going to need you to leave if you're going to keep harassing my employee. 
The kids came back to find their parents. One asked if they could have one of the candy canes we have on our checkout counter. The mom said no. I said they were free and to go ahead. Both kids took a candy cane because free candy totally outweighs their mother's word, which is actually kind of a scary thought without context. Then mom stared daggers at me, called me a name that rhymes with bike as they left, and I just smirked and gave a very happy Merry Christmas. My boss and coworkers are still laughing about it with me as I write this. We call them Kanye's parents for, well, obvious reasons. I just guarantee you these parents are the type of people who, when they don't get jokes, they don't understand them, it's because they're not even trying to understand them. They're the type that are only happy if you do as they say. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy fueling that hatred for these entitled parents, why not hit that subscribe button down below. That said, our next story is, Entitled parent demanded I apologize to their child when he smacked something out of my hand. This happened earlier this year when I used to work at a kid's cafe. Think indoor playground with a coffee kiosk for rich people. Basically on weekdays, we would have hour-long programs. It would be 30 minutes of an activity such as story time, crafting, board games, etc. And 30 minutes of playtime in the playground. On the weekends, we would do a two-hour-long themed camp program where we would only do activities for the full two hours, no playing in the playground. At work, I would always look busy when parents came to drop off kids or pick up kids. We're supposed to cheerfully greet kids as they come in, then give parents feedback on how their kid did when they left. But the thing about giving feedback, we have to lie. We're not allowed to say anything negative about the child's behavior. So I generally avoided speaking to parents because I don't care and I think parents should know the truth. But I also wanted to keep my job and not get reprimanded for breaking a company rule. One Saturday, I was in charge of leading a camp. For camp, we had scripts that we should follow. It was the very end of camp and all the parents were outside waiting to pick up their kids. The cafe is located in a shopping mall and our walls were giant glass panels so everyone could see into the cafe. We were doing the last activity which was to save the cute forest animals from a fire. The kids would take turns being a firefighter and run up and choose one animal to save then bring it back and put it in the basket. I was sitting holding the basket with one hand and the script in the other. Two kids were left. I told entitled kid age 8 to run up and save one animal. He grabbed two animals, so I told him, no, only one animal, please. He rolled his eyes and tossed the other animal to the side, came down and put his animal in the basket. He asked to go again. I told him he couldn't because we had one more person who hadn't gone, and it was almost time to go home anyway. He pouted and smacked the script out of my hand, then laughed loudly. I was so annoyed I grabbed his hand and told him to pick up the script and give it to me nicely. He did and I proceeded to tell him his behavior was not nice and to go sit down. He started crying and sat down. I continued with the activity while he kept crying. My coworkers tried to comfort him, but he would ignore them and throw the candy they offered him. So my manager came to me and told me to apologize to him for making him cry. I told her, I didn't do anything to make him cry, he's just spoiled. The manager walked away, so I started to clean up the activity area. The manager came back and told me Entitled Kid's parents were upset that I made Entitled Kid cry and demand I apologize. I look over and see Entitled Parent comforting Entitled Kid, so I loudly asked if they witnessed Entitled Kid's behavior. My manager said yes, but I was at fault for not comforting Entitled Kid after reprimanding him. 
I loudly, so that the entitled parents could hear, told her I did not reprimand entitled kid. I told him to give me the script and told him what he did was not nice. The entitled parent called over my manager and told my manager they would not be coming back to a facility with cruel employees that would bully a kid like that. They threatened to leave a bad review. My manager apologized so many times. The entitled parent told her they would only accept an apology from me to them, an entitled kid. I refused and told entitled parent maybe if their child had some manners, we wouldn't be where we are. Entitled mother was very upset by what I said. The entitled dad didn't react much. They grabbed their things and left. My manager told me that I should have known better and that I needed to read up on the company's policies and rules about how to deal with parents. The very next weekend, the entitled kid came back and talked to me like nothing ever happened. So did I. I don't hold grudges against kids. Entitled parent, on the other hand, asked the manager to ask me if I have something against their kid. So again, I said loud enough for the entitled parents to hear, kids can't teach themselves manners or how to behave properly. The parents need to do that. Of course, I don't have a problem with entitled kid. The entitled parents just looked at each other and left before my manager could approach them. I didn't have any problems with entitled kid that day, but I did hear from my coworkers that entitled parents asked the manager what days I didn't work to bring entitled kid in on those days. Isn't it hilarious that in all of these interactions, OP has demonstrated that they're being more of a parent to that 8-year-old than their own parents are? Our next story is, Grandmother gets her own feelings hurt after attempting to disrespect boundaries. This is an ongoing recent happening, and I'm just feeling the need to vent a little. Recently, my grandparents were in town. They had requested to see my wife and I's new house. We told them we absolutely will, if we have the time due to the time they were visiting, being incredibly busy. The wife and I are both college students. We both work and both had volunteering commitments that we'd agreed to back during summer. During our volunteer commitment, my grandmother did make an appearance, during which I was able to sneak away and give her some quality time until she left. The following day, feeling like death warmed over, we had a family brunch with my grandparents and my immediate family, minus my estranged mother. After brunch and the wife and I went out to church, we came home and crashed hard, being so physically and emotionally exhausted that we didn't even want to hang out with each other. That's when they arrived, unannounced, with cookies. I met them at the door, visibly displeased. They gave me the cookies and exchanged pleasantries, then they went on their way. I thought nothing of it, until almost a week later. This most recent Saturday, my grandmother asked for a private conversation, which is a huge red flag for my family. I gave her a call on my way home from another volunteer commitment with my wife in the car and told her that I will not honor her request for a private conversation. During the phone call, she broke down crying telling me how hurt she was that she never got to see our house. We heard her out and she ended the call asking for a private conversation again. This was extremely upsetting. But then she sent me an email Sunday morning, a massive email that insulted me, my wife, my estranged mother, my in-laws, my wife's religion, and my marriage. Called me a liar, lied to me, attempted to emotionally manipulate me, attempted to financially and emotionally abuse me and my wife, and all after giving me a mug that proclaimed how great of a grandson I am. Frankly, I'm at a loss of what to do. But I'm starting by scheduling a telehealth appointment with a therapist. Thanks for reading. I was gonna say at first they sounded loving but maybe misguided, 
But then it went totally off the rails. This next story is, Entitled parent goes out of her way to shout at me, leaves her disabled son unattended. Some context, I, 18-year-old male, work as a personal shopper at Safeway. If you don't know what that means, have you ever placed an online order? I'm the dude that goes around the store and fills it. It's an alright job, though every now and then I have to deal with some crazy parent who has decided that I'm personally at fault for everything bad to ever happen in their lives. This was one of those people. A couple weeks ago, I was filling someone's order, as I usually do, and everything was going fine. It was a Thursday, meaning it got pretty slow around the afternoon. There was this one specialty artisan bread that this lady had ordered, which we had in stock, but for some reason it didn't scan properly. Stuff like this happens all the time. When it happens, we just substitute it in and move on to the next item. The problem was that this lady had selected no substitution in the app, which basically meant that I had to override that in order to give her the bread she wanted. Normally, we're not supposed to override the no-sub rule if the customer specifies so. However, we have to make exceptions for code issues between the departments. If something doesn't scan properly, we just substitute it in for itself, if that makes sense. Either way, she was going to be getting the bread she wanted at the same price, and all was well. Until about 30 minutes later, when I get a call on the store phone, I answer with my typical customer service greeting, Thank you for calling Safeway. This is Name. How can I help you? And this lady just absolutely rips into me. She's full on screaming at me over the phone. I asked for no substitutions. Why did you substitute the bread, you freaking idiot? I clearly specified do not substitute and you ignored it. Just on and on and on. When she was finally done shouting, I explained the whole situation to her. That the bakery used a barcode that didn't work so I had to substitute it in to give her the bread. She would still be getting the bread she wanted at the price she would have normally have paid. I've had to deal with similar situations a bunch, and normally they just say they understand and hang up, and it ends there. But if that were the case here, I wouldn't be posting the story. She says, I don't care, you still substituted it in, and I asked for no substitutions. So I explained it to her again. And guess what? She was still infuriated. Let me talk to your manager. You clearly can't do your freaking job. I want to talk to your manager and on and on and on. I'm a single mom and I have a disabled son. I can't come to the store and shop for myself. So I expect my orders to not be screwed up like this. Is that too much to ask? I understand the part about having a disabled son, by the way. I have a brother who needs to be watched by someone or else he'll do something very expensive. Last time he was left home alone, I came back to a power outage. Anyways, tangent over, just wanted to say, I get it. It was like, the more she spoke, the angrier she got. Before long, she was just full on cursing me out and threatening me. Once she's done, she asks to talk to the manager for the sixth time, so I just say okay and transfer her over to the manager. Not even a minute later, I see him come out of the office. According to him, she just said that I should be fired and then immediately... Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hung up. He asks me what I could have possibly have said to make her so mad, and I explain the whole thing to him. Very rarely am I ever actually mad, and I'm never rude to people at work, so he believed me. He tells me to just go about my business while he figures out what he should do about the bread. Shout out to this guy, he's genuinely one of my favorite people. About 15 minutes later, and 15 minutes away from the end of my shift, I'm feeling pretty good. All the remaining orders for the day have been filled, and now I'm just waiting for them to be picked up or delivered. I'm signing out of the computer when a woman approaches me and grabs my shoulder. Now, I get there's no way that she could have known this, but I hate being touched. So this was already kind of off-putting. I ask her how I can help her, and she asks for my name. I tell her, and then she turns red with rage. It was at this moment that I clocked her as the lady on the phone. She starts screaming at me. So loud it drew the attention of pretty much everyone in the store. I was less worried about what she was saying, even though she was threatening violence and legal action for some reason, and more so about how this looked to people. A six foot five lanky dude with a mustache being shouted at by a short blonde lady threatening to sue me. The manager eventually gets involved and he separates us. She goes up to the manager demanding that I be fired for screwing up my order, but he just asks her to leave. I wouldn't find this out until much later, but apparently at my store, touching an employee without their consent can get you banned. As far as I'm aware, the situation ended once she left the doors though I later realized that if she had a disabled son that she couldn't leave unattended, why was she able to come to the store to shout at me? I wouldn't be surprised if she was really just that neglectful. I'm not accusing her of lying by any means, but it did seem odd that her main reason for not being able to come to the store didn't matter anymore when she came to the store just to shout at someone and get herself banned. Either way, she's not my problem anymore, thank goodness. I just can't fathom not understanding what's going on so hard, to the point of getting so worked up. This next story is, bought food for a struggling mother's child, mother proceeds to ask why I didn't buy her food too. I work in a fast food restaurant that's known for its customer service, cough cough Chick-fil-A. I didn't grow up with a lot of money because my dad passed away when I was young and my mom had to support three children. Well, I'm a freshman now in college, and I just bought my first ever brand new car, so things are going pretty good for me. Of course, with it being the holiday season, we're all spending a decent amount of our checks to buy gifts. I, for one, actually just went shopping today and finished up pretty much all of what I needed to get done. But of course, that put a dent in my wallet. Now, I just made my last payment for my first semester of school. Like I said earlier, I just recently bought a brand new car in full. So needless to say, I'm not really living lavish for the next couple of weeks until I get more hours at work. Tonight, I was working and took the order of a woman and her maybe 8-year-old son. It was by no means a higher order, but it was over 20-ish bucks. 
After I asked how she was paying, she proceeded to pull out her debit card. After a few times of trying to process payment, it became clear that either the card had no money or it was just straight up not working. Now, she proceeded to tell her son that she couldn't pay for the food and that she was sorry and whatever to him, which made me feel bad for the little kid. I made sure that there were no other ways for her to pay and she told me no, so I took matters into my own hands. I rang up the food that her son wanted and pulled the only bit of cash in my wallet out, paid for it, and told her not to worry about his food because I wanted to pay it forward. I wasn't expecting a thank you, but I at least expected some sort of gratitude considering I just provided her child with a warm meal courtesy of me. Instead, she asks me, what did you order me? Sort of shocked, I explained to her that I didn't want to see her child hungry and how I've been in that scenario before, and I wanted to do something good for someone. She proceeded to tell me, well, you could have thought about me too, now I'm gonna be hungry. I could not believe the nerve of the woman to feel so entitled to free food from a teenager that is working very hard to get by himself. Looking back at it, I hate to say it, but I think that lady was a con artist, or just wanted sympathy points to save a couple bucks but I can at least go to bed tonight knowing that I at least tried to do something good for someone in need. I'm willing to bet this was a con attempt, but OP pretty much followed the golden rule which is if somebody's asking for a handout, give them material goods or food. Don't just hand out money. This next story is, so your switch for my son. So my mom and grandmother had to go into Walmart to grab a few things. We already had a long day and I didn't feel like going in, so I decided to stay in the car and play my Nintendo Switch. Shortly after they went in, I felt like someone was watching me and I turned to see a woman standing at the window. She scared the mess out of me because I'm blind in that eye and I didn't know she was there. Below is what transpired. I said, uh, can I help you? The Karen says, is that a Nintendo Switch? I say, yes. She looks at my Switch and then back at me. How long have you had that one? I say my ex-fiancee gave it to me right after they were released as a gift. She says, you know, my son's wanting a Switch for Christmas and I haven't been able to find one anywhere. Me, already seeing where this is going and locking the door while speaking says, oh, that sucks. I think Amazon still has them available though if he can't find them in a store. She says, how old are you? I say kind of an odd question, but I'm 24. She says, well, you're too old for video games anyway, and my son needs a Switch. I'll pay you $100 for that one. I say, I'm sorry, ma'am, but not only am I not willing to sell it because I play it too often and I collect game consoles, but a Nintendo Switch is about $300, not counting the game I'm playing, which is at least another $60. I wouldn't sell it for only $100. She says, you're too old to play those games. My son needs a Switch and I can't find any. I say, ma'am, there isn't an age cap on enjoying video games. Also, video games is a want and a privilege, not a necessity. You're making me very uncomfortable, so can you please leave me alone? She says, fine. I'll just tell security that you stole it from me. I say, okay, and there's a security camera right behind you showing you you never had it. Plus, I can give full information that can prove it's mine. She says, you're just a selfish brat. I'm getting security and I'm getting my Switch. Say, cool, I'll be here when they come out. I sat there for over an hour until my mom and grandmother came out, and neither she nor security came out. She was definitely bluffing, last-ditch effort to try to intimidate you into just handing it over. Also, I staunchly believe you are never too old to play games. Just look at that granny who makes her own Skyrim YouTube videos. 
This next story is, evil wicked stepmother is divorcing husband's dad and trying to take our home without us getting a cent. Okay, I have a doozy. My husband's mom abandoned him and his brother when they were toddlers. So his dad gets remarried and already has two as well. My husband is a very sweet, gentle man, and the stories I've heard about the way she treated her bio kids over him and his brother would make your head spin. Fast forward to him coming home from college and the parents had just bought a rental house. They agreed to just put it in his name and for the last 17 years, he's been making the payments. I met him a couple of years after he moved into the house and we've raised a family here. Mind you, Hubs has worked for his dad's construction company for almost two decades and is the hardest working man I've ever met. People ask for him specifically to do the work on their house through word of mouth and being that his work speaks for itself. Stepmom has never had to do work or do anything and has been giving anything that she could want. These men are the kind that are in it for life and the best providers and family men you could ask for. Out of nowhere, she decides that she's leaving him and so that dad doesn't have to sell his home, we agree to sell ours. We have about $300,000 in equity. Keep in mind the last year we've used our savings to fix the house up to the nines. Back in 2014, they asked my hubs to quit claim the house to them so they could refinance the loan in their name, with my hubby on the deed, and not because they were trying to be nice, but to not have to pay investment taxes on the house. Hubby's written the mortgage interest off for the last 13 plus years. There, considering he gives his dad the mortgage every month, and it gets paid out of their bank account, everyone was under the agreement that after paying the loan off, he gets $100,000 to pay her off and the rest is for us to start our own lives to buy a home in our names. Just the other day, she calls him and says that we're basically just renters and won't be getting a dime. The last convo I had with her was her telling me how much she loved me and my hubs and how he was the perfect child to raise and professing her love for my son, her grandson. She literally quit being a grandma and is totally okay with putting us on the streets. I'm thinking that I just may have to consult with a tax advocate without amending the last decade of my hub's tax returns, since renters don't write off mortgage, interest, or spend their savings to fix up a house they don't own. We're devastated because this was our money to buy a new home and just live. I know I left out important details, I'd be more than happy to fill you all in on, but I don't know. I'm just so hurt for my son and hubby. His words exactly. Darn. I'm 0 for 2 in the mom department. I'll spend the rest of my life being the best mom to his children that I possibly can. This sucks. 100% you gotta consult a lawyer here. The problem is lawyers are expensive. But with the whole quit claim stuff, it feels really necessary. Our next story is, my mother, 54, insists that my husband, 31, calls her and my stepdad by Mr. and Mrs. last name. I call my stepdad by his first name. My step-siblings call my mom by her first name, and my mom's last name isn't even the same as my maiden name. It's an odd dynamic. My husband, 31, and I, 28, have been married for six months, but together for eight years. My mom and her new husband have been married five years. Of course, my sister and I call my stepdad by his first name, and my step-siblings call my mom by her first name. Since my mom remarried, her new last name has nothing to do with my blood background. Since my husband's been introduced to my family, my mom insists that he calls her and my stepdad Mr. or Mrs. Not only has she brought that up many times, but she even took the liberty to write that rule 
in the card she gave us for our wedding. For some background, my mom is an intense, entitled New Yorker. She's the stereotypical person that fits the, ugh, New Yorker's persona. I love her dearly, but this naming dynamic is so off. I respect that she wants to be called a certain way, but her tone about this whole thing comes off as more of a power move or higher authority rather than a sign of respect. I genuinely believe that my mom just wants to hear her new last name more often because she's proud that she finally got remarried, which is absolutely great. But again, coming from my mom, it's a power move, not an accomplishment. She had an affair with my dad that ruined everything. Also, we're in our 30s. We're all adults now not in our teenage years speaking to our friends' moms. My husband feels so put off and excluded because my step-siblings are on a first-name basis, but he isn't. It may be different if my biological parents were still married, so then he refers to them as my maiden name, but that's not the case. Over the years, my husband's just referred to them as Lena's mom or stepdad when speaking about them. He's also managed to grab their attention by just talking at them rather than calling them their name to avoid it altogether. I know this whole thing sounds silly, it's just one of those unfortunate things we'll deal with forever and wanted to share. I say OP and their husband adopt this naming scheme. Whether it's your mom or not, if they want to be called by that, well, give her exactly what she wants. Let her see how ridiculous it is. That said, our final story of the day is... Entitled parents wouldn't move their cars when I was having a medical emergency. So, this happened last week. It's embarrassing, but I'm still trying to process the absurdity of the entitled parents. I'm a teacher, and last week I had a grapefruit-sized ovarian cyst rupture. I was in severe pain and couldn't walk or move. My husband had to leave work to pick me up and take me to the hospital. Because of the severe pain, I had to be taken out of the building in a wheelchair. My husband was going to pick me up in front of the school. So I'm being wheeled out and there's a couple of cars in the pick up and drop off lane because some kids are leaving midday. My boss kindly asks them to move so my husband could pick me up in the front. Entitled parent looks over and sees me in the wheelchair and completely ignores my boss. My boss had asked her multiple times. My boss goes to the next car and explains to the other entitled parent. This time, the lady starts going off about how she was in a hurry and doesn't have time to park. Neither entitled parent would move, so I had no choice but to walk to the parking lot because the parking lot is partly gravel. I was literally screaming in pain and leaning on my boss and husband because it hurt so bad to even stand. Both entitled parents rolled their eyes and continued to sit there. Both just gawked and rolled up their windows until their perfectly healthy and capable kids walked the super short distance to the car while I literally thought I was going to die even standing up. I just would have liked to have seen the principal put their foot down here. They're a voice of authority here, and this was a real medical emergency. God forbid those parents can move and have their kids walk 10-15 feet more. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy story of entitled parents, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 